Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another day's edition of Transformation Radio. Left my fear by side of the road, hear you speak, won't let go. Fall to my knees and lift my hands to pray. Got every reason to hear again, the Father's love that draws me in. All my eyes want to see is a glimpse of you. All I need is you All I need is you, Lord Is you, Lord All I need is you All I need is you, Lord Is you, Lord One more day
Where are you, oh lord? Can you hear me? Why are you hiding yourself from me? I'm your child. So why, father, does it feel like you're ignoring my cries? How long, oh lord, will you forget me forever? I mean, how, how long will I seek you only to find that silence remains? Uh, I'm languishing, oh lord. Don't delay, oh my god. You ever felt like that? I mean, where you reach out and go, Where are you, O oh Lord? Can you hear me? Why are you hiding yourself from me? I mean, you are my father. I mean, why aren't you paying attention to me? You know, this is Pastor Delaney, and just sharing that with you today from Psalm uh, 22. Uh, David was in a tough place when he wrote that. And he was trying to figure out where God was. And things were not great around him, obviously. And he was trying to figure out where in the world would God have gone? And why in the world would God have left him you know, to this place of mental anguish and, and frustration that he was in? And I can say for a fact that many of us have been there. Um... Especially, like I said, when things aren't going great, we get frustrated and we start to think, you know, where is that same God that maybe I've just experienced while I've been at the farm? Or where is that God who I encountered that Sunday when the lights were off and, and, and the worship music was playing or when one of my brothers had walked over and prayed with me during encounter? Or where is God like he was when I'm at, you know, a service at, with the folks at the church or and what we have to remember is there's going to be times where we're going to feel like God's not around. And we're almost going to feel like David did, like he's hiding his presence from me. Are you are you ducking me, God? I've been calling to you, and you're silent. But if we continue on in Psalm 22, um, you get to a place where David kind of resets. And he comes to this place when you get to verse 3 and 4, and he says it this way, he said, but you're holy, God, you're enthroned on the praises of Israel, and our fathers, and you, our fathers trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them, and so what, what David is having is he's got this moment of crying out like we often do, and then he just kind of remembers, and what he does is he remembers things like you can remember, so guys, have you ever felt this way? Think back to a time where you felt the Lord so closely to you. You know, was it in the creek when Pastor Mark or Pastor Mike was maybe uh, baptizing you? You know, was it uh, during a time where one of your brothers had, had come to you when you were feeling a little rickety and had, had offered just a prayer for you? Um, how can we allow those experiences to remind us again that? Uh, God's presence never leaves us and it never forsakes us. That God's presence and the truth that is his word can transform our feelings uh, to uh, no longer feeling abandoned, no longer feeling isolated, no longer feeling uh, rejected or silenced, but really feeling like the Lord is there. And you know what? And I can pour out my stuff to him and I know that he is listening to me. 
So something amazing happens as, as David gets to the end of this particular psalm. And he, he, he says this uh, toward the, the end of it in verse 22 and 24. He says, I'll tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I'll praise you because he hasn't hidden his face from the afflicted. And he has heard when he cried out to him. And what happens, I think, is uh, David kind of comes to this conclusion. You know what? I'm being silly. God didn't go anywhere. Uh, God's just the same as he was yesterday, and he's the same he's going to be if, if tomorrow comes. And I can trust in the fact that that time that he was with me and he felt so near me and so close, he's not any different than that right now. That perhaps I'm the one that has moved a little. I'm the one that has shifted a little. And so my encouragement uh, to you guys for this week as I wrap this up is that um, if you're feeling that way, and, and you feel like you're crying out to God, go ahead and cry out to him. He's listening. And then pause for a second and remember one of those times when he really showed up huge and realize that he's just as close now as he was then. And that should give you the reminder that David got that, you know what, you can still be trusted, Lord, in the same way uh, that you've always been able to be trusted. I pray that you guys have a great week. Uh, I always enjoy my time with you. I pray for each one of you very, very much, all the time. Um, God bless you, and God bless the guys that are leading you this week. Um, take care of yourselves, Finn.
September 6th. And as we begin our reading today in the New Testament, we'll be looking into the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 8, verses 16 through 24, where we're learning some principles of giving. It begins with surrender to the Lord, it's motivated by grace, and it requires faith to be a real giver. It also requires faithfulness on our part. Those who handle the Lord's money should be dedicated and faithful, trustworthy making certain that everything is honest and honorable so no one can find fault. It is a testimony to others. A year before, the zeal of the Corinthians had stirred others to give. Now, Paul had to stir up the Corinthians. See, we must not uh, give to be praised by people, but we must also be good examples before others. If we make promises, we need to keep them. And we find that it must be done gladly, this thing called giving. If you want a spiritual enrichment from your giving, you got to practice enjoyment and be glad for opportunities to give. Look at God's promises to faithful givers. I mean, how can you lose? And with that, let's begin reading today in the New Testament. September 6th, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Verses 16 through 24. I, Paul, am thankful to God that he has given Titus the same enthusiasm for you Corinthians that I have. He welcomed our request that he visit you again. In fact, he himself was eager to go and see you. We are also sending another brother with Titus. He is highly praised in all the churches as a preacher of the good news. He was appointed by the churches to accompany us as we take the offering to Jerusalem. A service that glorifies the Lord and shows our eagerness to help. By traveling together, we will guard against any suspicion, for we are anxious that no one should find fault with the way we are handling this generous gift. We are careful to be honorable before the Lord, but we also want everyone else to know we are honorable. And we are also sending with them another brother, who has been thoroughly tested and has shown how earnest he is on many occasions. 
He is now even more enthusiastic because of his increased confidence in you. If anyone asks about Titus, say that he is my partner who works with me to help you. And these brothers are representatives of the churches. They are splendid examples of those who bring glory to Christ. So show them your love and prove to all the churches that our boasting about you is justified. This is Blake. I'm going up to phase two today. Um, I had a great time at the farm. Um, had a spiritual awakening with God and encountered His love. And I just want to encourage all you guys to stick it out. I look forward to seeing all you guys up here. And Brother EJ, Charles, Nate, and Wes, Travis, I love all you guys, man. Stick it out. And I look forward to seeing all you guys. Psalm 50, verses 1 through 23. This psalm describes a courtroom scene. God is judge, witness, and jury. And he brings an indictment against two kinds of religious sinners. One is insincere worshipers. He calls the court to order, not with a rap of a gavel, but with the revelation of his glory. He indicts his people who offer sacrifices insincerely. Their worship is just empty routine and hope to earn God's blessing. God does not need the things we give Him, but we need to give Him spiritual sacrifices of thanksgiving, praise, and obedience. Another kind of uh, religious sinner is the hypocritical worshipers. Here the issue is not sacrifices, but the uh, covenant they made with God. They profess one thing and practice another. They are guilty of theft, adultery, deceit, and slander. They thought that God's silence meant escape from punishment, but they were wrong. Judgment begins with God's people, not with the lost world. Check 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. Heed the warning of verse 22 and accept the admonition of verse 23. What is that? We'll find out now as we begin our reading in the book of Psalms. Psalm 50, verses 1 through 23, a psalm of Asaph. The mighty God, the Lord, has spoken. He has summoned all humanity from east to west. From Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines in glorious radiance. Our God approaches with the noise of thunder. Fire devours everything in His way, and a great storm rages around Him. Heaven and earth will be his witnesses as he judges his people. Bring my faithful people to me, those who made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices. Then let the heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself will be the judge. O my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God, 
I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly bring to my altar. But I want no more bulls from your barns. I want no more goats from your pins. For all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Every bird of the mountains and all the animals of the field belong to me. If I were hungry, I would not mention it to you. For all the world is mine and everything in it. I don't need the bulls you sacrifice. I don't need the blood of goats. What I want instead is your true thanks to God. I want you to fulfill your vows to the Most High. Trust me in your times of trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, Recite my laws no longer, and don't pretend that you obey me. For you refuse my discipline, and treat my laws like trash. When you see a thief, you help him, and you spend your time with adulterers. Your mouths are filled with wickedness, and your tongues are full of lies. You sit around and slander a brother, your own mother's son. While you did all this, I remained silent, and you thought I didn't care. But now I will rebuke you, listing all my charges against you. Repent, all of you who ignore me, or I will tear you apart, and no one will help you. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Proverbs 22 Verses 22 and 23. Do not rob the poor because they are poor, or exploit the needy in court. For the Lord is their defender. He will injure anyone who injures them.
Thank you for listening to today's edition of Transformation Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you all have a good day today.